Merry Christmas, everyone. Please stand and sing with us. Hark the herald angels 
sing in both Spanish and English as Jimena leads us. I just invite you to uh, sing it out in your native language. Come, love me, faithful, joyful, 
Christmas. My name is Christian. It is so good to be with you all today. And my name is Ben. And here in the room, y'all can grab your seats, make yourselves comfortable. Yes, and hey, a special welcome to everyone who is new in the room, or maybe you uh, have been here before, but it's been a while, you're back. We are so glad that you're here with us. And so, hey, we would love to connect with you and know that you're here. So you can fill out a connection card. There is a QR code on the back of the handouts that you got as you made your way in, and it's also on the screens behind us, so feel free to scan that. Fill out that quick connection card. We would love to connect with you. It's a great opportunity to let us know that you were here and also uh, to get connected with other opportunities that are coming up here at Blackhawk and uh, to tell us how we can be praying for you as well. And, uh, and for those of us who are here in the building, the same thing that we offered to the online folks, there's a... Uh, there's some prizes. There are prizes. There yes. are prizes. And Woo. you, are, if you are in the room, we're actually going to draw some names before the end of the service. So you want to keep an eye towards the end on your phone um, to see if you've won one of those. You can head right out to the info desk and grab one. So that's really fun. Another thing that will be happening later on in the service, and I dropped mine, uh, we are going to be having a moment with candles. So if you did not get a candle when you walked in, you can raise your hand here in the room and the ushers from the back can help you uh, get a candle so that you can participate with that. And so the ushers will see your hands. If they don't see you, just wave your hand even more wildly. So <laughs> while they're finding you, I want to let you know about a couple things that are coming up here at Blackhawk. Every year around Christmas, we participate in a global movement called Advent Conspiracy. Mm -hmm. This is a movement that gently pushes back against some of the consumerism of the Christmas season and embraces an opportunity for us as individuals and as a community to become a little bit more generous. Yes, we are super excited about this. And we actually get to partner with organizations, both locally and globally, who are already doing incredible work. They work on things like rehoming refugees, helping people gain access to medical care, um, clean water for people all over the globe, and locally uh, to help with things like uh, food insecurity and housing security, things like that. So we love what they're doing. We're so excited to partner with them. And so if you are interested in giving to Advent Conspiracy, you can either do that by going online or if you're here in the room, you can uh, check out one of the offering boxes at the back of the room to contribute to that. Every single cent that comes to Advent Conspiracy goes outside of the walls of Blackhawk directly into the hands of these partner organizations. And we would love to bless them in the new year. So if you want to partner with us in doing that, you can give to Advent Conspiracy. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. Uh, and then if, uh, if you're here, if you're online, we would love to see you after Christmas. We're so grateful that you've joined us for Christmas Eve. But we don't want to see you in person on Sunday, January 1st. Don't come 1st. next week. Sleep in on the 1st. Wear your pajamas or whatever you do on January 1st. And uh, we have an annual thing that we do called Worship Where You Are, yes. which is uh, fully online. It's an opportunity for us to give the uh, hundreds of volunteers who helped make Christmas services possible a break. You can watch from wherever you are. If you are watching from a beach Send in picks. Florida... 
next week. Sun picks. Oh my gosh. And the weather maybe. If you if don't can. know, it's real cold up here in Wisconsin. Cold. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. <sighs> so after go. that, next week, worship where you are. Yeah. Join us online. January 8th, we're back here at all of our sites. Mm-hmm. And we would love to see you in person as we uh, go back into our series called Live This Book. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever had the thought where you're like, hmm, the Bible is really hard to understand I've or confusing. Me yes. too. Probably yeah. all of us at some point or another. Live mm-hmm. This Book is great to jump into. So we actually take some of the major themes that we see throughout the Bible and we talk about how they actually are telling one unified story throughout the entire book. So we would love to see you in person January 8th for that. Awesome. Now, uh, Something special uh, around Blackhawk that's not normal is yeah, happening here. Yeah, the crowd here. looks a little different today. It does look different. We have greater age diversity. Can yes. I hear from the kids in the room? Raise your hand if you're, uh, yeah, if raise you're a your child. Hand. Raise your or hand. Or child at go. heart, maybe. That's great. Uh, and, and I would like to hear... Uh, Chris and I were talking about this earlier. We want to hear a Merry Christmas that's so loud that they get distracted in the rooms across the hall. Okay? Let's wake up All everybody right. on All that right. side. So on the count of three, I want to hear Merry Christmas. One, two, three. Oh, that was awesome. You're not going to be wow. able to hear the rest of the service. That was amazing. Good work, guys. Woo, Merry Christmas. So on a typical Sunday here at Blackhawk, we have programming for kids up through uh, students in sixth grade. Uh, and today, most of you uh, elementary students and maybe even some of you younger uh, kids are in the room with us. And we just want to say Merry Christmas. We're so, so fun glad you're here. To sing together and do all the things together. And so we asked some of our Blackhawk kids what Christmas is all about, what the real Christmas story. I have been wondering that. And, and they shared their wisdom. Let's check this out. Do you love celebrating birthdays? Because I do. It's a birthday on Christmas. Happy birthday to Jesus. Happy birthday to you. woman named Mary. An angel appeared to her, and the angel said, do not be afraid, Mary. You're gonna have a baby. <laughs> Hello, Mary. I am an angel. I'm here to tell you you're gonna have a baby. Oh my. Joseph didn't believe Mary's story at all. Joseph had a dream. Oh, yeah, he believed too. So they traveled back to Bethlehem. Why did they go to Bethlehem? Um, I have no idea. Because that was where Joseph was from. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a census is? No, no, no. we do not know. And they rode on a donkey. Well, Mary. Mary did. Mary donkey. And Joseph walked. Yeah. They were walking for long, 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 and when finally the baby came out, they both still named him baby Jesus like the angel said. 
I got the way this part. I'm going to sing for it. What's the first part, Mom? Okay. Away in a manger. Some angels told some of the sh some shepherds that a baby was born nearby. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Be afraid. I bring you good news. And more and more appear to them. I think there'd be like thousands or even billions of angels in the sky. 50, 
far to see for a king was their intent and to follow the star wherever it went no well no well is the king of Israel no Welcome everybody to Black Hawk Church. My name is Matt and uh, I'm one of the pastors on staff and uh, we're so glad that you are here with us. Welcome Black Hawk family. If you call Black Hawk Church your home, man, we are so glad that you are with us and to everybody visiting right now. If you normally are not a part of Black Hawk Church, if you're coming with friends or if this is something you wanted to take in here with Christmas, we're, like on behalf of our staff, on behalf of our church family, we're so glad you're joining us. Okay, and for all of you live in the room right now, would you join me in helping to welcome everyone who is joining us online right now? We're so glad that you are all with us. Man, for so many of you, you're a part of our church family as well, and I know you're joining us from all over the place. We, in Madison here, we've been dealing with blizzard conditions for the last couple days, so hopefully your weather is like way better than ours right now, which is not setting the bar all that high. Hey, and can we do one more thing? Can we welcome again like all the kids who are in the room right now, kids who are here? Man, we are, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you're here with us. Now, I have a feeling though that, um, that after this service, like you're gonna be ready to go back to your B-Kids classes because your teachers are way more fun than I am. But I'm gonna need your participation a little bit in this service. So kids, if you can help me, I'm gonna ask some different questions. I'd love it if you can like raise your hand for different answers and if you can make sure that the grownups that you came with are playing along as well, that would be amazing. And for all of you online, yep, you're in this, you're playing along also. All right. Are we ready to jump into this? Okay. So everybody, here's first question. How many of you decorated your house in some way for Christmas? Show of hands. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good at home. Yeah. Hands up. That's fantastic. So I kind of figured that would be the case. How many of you decorate your house outside? in some way. Yep, we did the same. We've got lights on our house. We got this light up wreath and lights in the bushes that you can kind of see now because they're sort of covered in snow, but you try hard. Okay, now, how many of you decorated inside your house for Christmas? 
awesome. Yeah, pretty good. Yep, we did the same. We had stuff that like came off the walls and other stuff that went up on the walls. We've got like bins of Christmas pillows, you know, that we get out. And of course, like a full cupboard of Christmas mugs, which we love during this time of the year. All right, so one other question. How many of you with your inside decorating, you decorated a Christmas tree? How many of you all together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's good. That's good. I kind of figured for my family, we love decorating our Christmas tree. Uh, my, my two daughters, one is in college, one's out of college, and they were both home for Thanksgiving. And so Rachel and me with Hannah and Leah, normally a couple days after Thanksgiving, we, we pull out our Christmas tree. Now, by saying that, you get the idea that yes, we are fake tree people. We have turned to the dark side. We used to be like the purest real tree people. We started out being the people who had to go out into the wilderness and cut our tree down. That's the way we started. And then we kind of caved and we started going to Menards to get one of their trees, you know? And then finally we were like, let's just get the pre-lit tree that you put together in three pieces and voila, it's done. Thank you, thank you. So, okay, for, just for fun, how many of you are fake tree people? Put your hands up right now. Fake, oh, come on. All right, that's good. I, I feel, yeah, uh, come on, we, we need a club all together. Um, okay, how many of you are like the real tree people? Okay, wait, no, 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 no. See, you're raising your hands a little too fast. You're like purist. I'm feeling a little judged right now, but it's all good. So, okay, so anyway, back to my family. So we put our tree together and, uh, and we get it all situated. And then a couple days after Christmas, we go into decorating our tree. And we have to kind of set the mood. You know, so we put Christmas music on. Of course, we have to light our fireplace, which means we turn on YouTube. So, because that's all we've got. So YouTube comes on with the fake fireplace and we go ahead, we start decorating our Christmas tree. And our Christmas tree, okay, I'm guessing for a lot of you, you have a tree that kind of looks like this. When we're done decorating our Christmas tree, that's what it looks like right there. Nice and perfect and thin with all the pre-lit stuff, which for all you purist people who do your live trees, go ahead and put your own lights on. I've got it done already. It's amazing. And uh, okay, but if you were to come over to our house and take a look at our tree, if you were to look at it up close, my, my guess is that you would kind of look at the ornaments and be like, eh. you know, because for our family, I don't know about your family, our family, we are like, our ornaments are kind of um, hodgepodge. You know, like they're ornaments that we have gotten every year, you know, for so many years. It, let's just say it doesn't look like the type of tree that you would see on display at Macy's. You know, our tree, like what we do every year, every one of us in the family, we get an ornament and we write the year on the ornament that we do. Anyone else, you do that. And, and those ornaments... Like they're from places that we've traveled to or things like shows that we've gone to or um, characters from movies that we like, places that we've visited. You know, those are the type of ornaments that we have on the tree. And over the years, you know what I mean? As they kind of go from like box to tree, back to box, into storage, back out, back on the tree, like they get kind of like, well, a little messed up over the years. Okay, can I, just for fun, can I show you some of my favorite ornaments from our tree right now? I've actually got them back over here. Okay, um, okay, all right. So this one, 
This is one of my favorites right here. This is one that, um, that Rachel and the girls gave me. This is a shark, okay? But then what Rachel did was she took wire and, and wound it around the shark that way. And this was given to me in, uh, yeah, 2014. And okay, so the idea of this ornament, this was when the, um, I don't know if you've heard of them, the Sharknado movies came out that were kind of a big deal. If you've never seen Sharknado movies, it's about these tornadoes that came in over the ocean and sucked up all the sharks and then drop them on suburban neighborhoods and they wreaked havoc and that the movie will change your life forever. So, but this was my Sharknado ornament from that year. So kind of amazing. All right. So that's one of them. Okay. Um, oh, okay. This is another, this is kind of fun. Okay. So we're going back to 1987 for this ornament right here. This ornament, this is, um, so I worked at a surf shop all through high school in South Florida and this is from that surf shop. Now notice though, it's, it's not even an ornament, it's a keychain. So, but it didn't matter to me because when I was 17 years old, I'm like, that's going on the tree. And it has gone on the tree every year ever since. So we've got the BC Surf and Sport, you know, surfboard right there. Oh, let's see. Oh, okay, all right, this one, this is good. Okay, we're going back to 1982 for this ornament. This is one of Rachel's right here. So this ornament, this is turning 40 years old this year which gives you um, an idea of my wife's age, which I did not tell her about. So um, 1982, she had this when she was young and uh, you notice that like, okay, it's missing one ear. And if you look closely, the other ear actually has been glued back on. We could find that one, but we couldn't find the other one. And uh, we've had to glue the string back in multiple times, but every year that's going on the tree. So. Um, let's see, what is another, oh, okay, this is a classic. This one goes all the way back. This is one I asked my mom if I could borrow because this has been on her tree since like the 1960s. This is like old school Santa right here. And okay, so, and if you notice, he's, um, he's holding a stick. So back in the 1960s, that was actually a Christmas tree, but then the Christmas tree kind of died over the years, and then it just looked like he was holding a bushel of wheat. So, but then all the wheat pieces fell off, and so now it's just Hanta holding a stick, because that's what Santa does. And if you look closely, like, one of his pant legs is worn away, and his leg is broken, like, this is hurting Santa right here. You can pray for this guy. But he makes the tree every year. Okay. And, uh, oh, okay, one last one. Okay, how many of you, um, this is one that I made for my family when I was in second grade. This is the classic foam ball with the photo on it right there. Yep, how awesome. How many of you have an ornament like this on your tree? So, and when I say that, I don't mean you have this one because if you had a picture of me when I was in second grade, that's weird and kind of creepy. But, uh, but you've got your own, you know, someone in your family, someone like that. We've had to fix the hook like so many times. But these are the ornaments that hang on our tree. Like, that's our tree. That and all kinds of stuff like it. And, and for some of you, you might come over and be like, oh, great. You know, like if I were to, let's say right after Christmas, I were to go and try to like sell these ornaments on Facebook Marketplace or something like that. I am guessing I would not make much. But to us, like they're priceless, you see, I'm guessing that you have some stuff like that in your life. Maybe, maybe it's not ornaments. Maybe it's something else that you put up at Christmas time that you made or someone else made for you. Or maybe it's just something else that someone gave you at some point that has like great sentimental value. To anyone else, they would look at it and be like, oh, whatever. But you, you look at that stuff and you're like, man, I love it. 
Like it's invaluable, it's priceless. Like when you look at it, it fills you with joy. You see, for my family, when we look at our ornaments, man, that's what we think of. And you know, the interesting thing is when we, um, you know, we're here tonight because we're celebrating Christmas. You know, if we look at the reality of the story of Christmas, all of it is wrapped up in this idea of how we see these ornaments. Like the story of Christmas is really built into that. But in order to see it, we've got to go all the way back to beginning. You see, back in the beginning when God, like all the way back, when God created the world, God created the world perfect. You know, everything about it, plants, animals, you know, sky, water, everything, everything, total perfection. And then like as the grand finale of his creation, he created human beings, people like you and me. But then the problem came in when human beings, well, we decided rather than doing things God's way, we decided to just do things our way. And, and in the process of doing that, well, we, we broke the world. You know, the, the Bible actually, when they talk about that, they call that sin. And, and every single person who has ever lived on the planet has been involved and been affected by the ramifications of sin, of brokenness in this world. I think that for all of us, we would look at our lives and we would go, yeah, I'm kind of broken. I mean, when I look at my own life and the life that I've lived, man, I, <laughs> I, I'm broken. I look, I look at my own life and I look at stuff that I've done in my past, things that I've done or things that I've said to other people. Yeah, I'm like a chipped, cracked, broken ornament in a lot of ways. And I have all of that stuff in my life. And I don't have to go back very far even to find that type of stuff. Like, like I'm guessing for, for some of us, you know when, when I used to notice chips and cracks like in my family was when, um, whenever we were getting ready for church on a Sunday morning, you know, or like getting ready to come to, hey, a Christmas Eve service. You know what I'm talking about? And everybody's getting ready and yet everybody's running late. And you know, you're trying to find what you're gonna wear and things don't look quite right and your hair's not working and everybody's like rushing around. You're trying to scarf some food down and in the process of it, you're trying to get out the door and it's in those moments like we can say some kind of like harsh and snarky stuff to each other and get kind of frustrated. So you walk in the doors of church. My family, we would walk in the doors of church. We would look amazing, but inside it was like, you know, can anybody, raise your hand. No, I'm just kidding. So. We're like, we're just broken people. And, and the reality is that's been true of every human being the entire time that people have lived here on this planet. You know, what's interesting is that one of the writers of the Bible actually kind of talks about this brokenness. He was a man named Paul. Paul wrote more of the New Testament in the Bible than any other writer. And Paul and the things that he writes, actually in a letter that he was writing to a friend of his named Timothy, he actually moved towards this idea in a particular verse that I want to look at for just a minute. Now, this is like this is not your typical verse that you would look at like on a on a Christmas service. This is not Mary and Joseph and the wise men and shepherds and angels and animals in the manger. But yet when we look at what Paul is saying in this verse, it points towards the idea of Christmas. Paul said this in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. He said, "Here is a trustworthy saying." that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Like, like the reason why I think that's interesting is I think that for some of us, when we think of like the people who wrote the Bible, we're thinking, yeah, they've got it all together. 
Like they're probably not dealing with a lot of scratches and dents. Like they're sort of like on a different level if they're actual writers of the Bible. But Paul, well, why would he say this? It was because when he looked back at his life, he knew he was broken. I mean, for any of us who, who know any of the story of the Bible, we know that when we look at the life of Paul, Paul, man, before his life had been transformed by Jesus, he was kind of a messed up guy. He hated Christians. You know, he, he, he lived his life for the sake of, of persecuting Christians and putting them in jail, moving towards like even killing them. That was the world that Paul was a part of. And so when he looked at his own life, he's like, yep, I'm broken. And, and, and if he says that, I think that we can all say that. Paul was broken, we're broken. Isn't this the most uplifting Christmas message you've ever heard? You know, hey, Merry Christmas, I'm broken, you know? So... Well, let's close in prayer. Thanks so much for coming tonight. So I really appreciate you being here. You know, the reality is though, is in that brokenness, God saw that issue and he moved towards us. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas. And it really comes to the, the other element of this verse that, that, that Timothy's talking about. He says on this side, okay, I'm the worst. But if we look what he says before that, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. What do we celebrate at Christmas time? Christ Jesus came into the world and he came into the world for the specific purpose of saving us. You see, God loved you and God loved me to such a great level that he didn't want to do life without us. And so he sent his son Jesus into this world to be born as an infant and to grow up but the difference between you and Jesus, the difference between all of us and Jesus is that he lived a perfect life. And he did so that, so that one day he would sacrifice himself in order to pay the penalty for all of our sins, for all of our brokenness. So our brokenness would not be the thing that separated us from God. But rather than that, we would have the ability to be in right relationship with God because of what Jesus did. And he offers this to us as a free gift. We talk about gifts all the time at Christmas. The free gift that Jesus offers us is eternal life. And that's offered to us by placing our faith in Jesus. It's by looking at myself and going, okay, I know I'm broken. I know I have not lived a perfect life. I can't save myself. I'm in need of a savior. Jesus came to be that for me. So I place my faith in Jesus and accept this free gift of eternal life. He offers it to us freely. So my question is, regardless of your history, regardless of your past, regardless of the scratches and dents and breaks, regardless if you feel like a homemade ornament, you're not even sure if you're an ornament. Have you come to the place in your life where you've accepted this free gift that Jesus offers? Because the thing that that free gift tells us more than anything else is that God loves you. God really loves you. Now, I know that might not be a surprise to, like to any of you. You might be going, yep, of course. Yep, Christmas. Yep, pastor's gonna tell me. Yep, God loves me. I get it. No, 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 no. Stay with me for just a minute. God really loves you. You know, whenever we're creating the environment for putting our tree together and we turn on the YouTube fireplace, we always put on Christmas music. You know, one of the first songs that we play is one by Mariah Carey. Maybe you know that song. Who knew that Mariah Carey was such a modern day prophet? 
Because if there is any song, I think that God would be singing to us at this time of year. <laughs> it's all I want for Christmas is you. Not, not the perfectly put together, not the wearing the ideal Christmas outfit, not the polished version of you. No, the real you with cracks and dents and bumps and bruises. You see, I think that for some of our lives, like we look at ourselves and we go, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I'm broken. Like I got, <laughs> my leg was messed up. My, I lost part of my pants. I, I am like, I am far from what I thought I would be. And when I look at myself, I am nothing special. For some of us, we might look at ourselves and go, man, like, I'm, I'm homemade. <laughs> there is nothing special about me. Some of us, you might not go, I'm not, I'm not even really an ornament. You realize when God looks at you, he sees invaluable. He sees priceless. He sees one that he would give anything to be in relationship with. You see, when God sees you, he goes, I love you more than you can understand, and I want you on my tree. That's why he sent his son, Jesus. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. We celebrate that God really, 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 really loves you. Let me pray for us. Lord God, Thank you so much for your love for us that really does not make sense. Because when I look at myself, I just see broken ornament. I see the scratches and cracks and dents of my own life, of ways that I've just fallen short. I'm, I'm broken, I'm a mess. And yet you loved me to such a great level. You sent your son into this world to do what I could never do, pay the penalty for my sins. That's true for every one of us. Thank you so much for loving us to that level. God, thank you that you really, really, really love us. Pray this in Jesus' name, amen. I've got a friend Closer than a brother There is no judgment Oh, how he loves me. I've got a friend, and he is my strength. He is my portion. With me in the valley, with me in the fire, with me in the storm. Let all
Christmas Eve, we light the white candle in the center of the Advent wreath. It's called the Christ candle. And when we light it, we're reminded that 2000 years ago, Jesus, the light of the world, came to our world because of his great love for us. And we look forward to the day when he will come again and his kingdom of love and light will be established for eternity. So let's light this candle. In just a moment, we will all receive this light and it'll be spread around the room. But before we do that, hear these words from Isaiah chapter nine. For to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
as we celebrate the entrance of the light into this world, this truth, this reality that God really loves us. This is the point in the service where we get to play with fire. So that's fun. So uh, kids in the room, you know your grown-ups best. You know which of the grown-ups can be trusted with a candle and which can't. And we trust you to keep tabs on your grown-ups with this mm -hmm. point. So, Yes, be very mindful of the beautiful hair and clothes and chairs around you. They look great now. They're also highly flammable. So That's just right. be careful. Coats, scarves, the second scarf that you had to wear to get in here, all yes. flammable. So, so some, some tips, pro tips. The lit candle stays upright because wax. So then the unlit candle comes in sideways. It's magical oh. like that. There and now go. the lit candle stays up, so oh. we don't get wax on anything or anybody. It's That's not easy to right. clean up. right, neighbors. There you go. So, all right, Christian and I are going to help uh, spread, and the ushers as well are going to come forward to help us spread the light throughout the room. Don't. 
something together now very carefully mindful of the hair and things around you lift up your candles the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it amen amen so we passed all of this light from the Christ candle representing Jesus the light of the world who came to be with us and to share his light with us and now his love, that light reflects through everyone who follows and believes in him. So even when the world feels dark and hard and difficult, we are not without hope, without light because of Christ. And so if you are part of the body of believers, then you uh, are also in a space where you are never alone in the darkness. Take a look around right now. The hundreds of lights in this space. You are never alone in the darkness. And so right now, very carefully, you can bring your candles down. Put your hand in front and you can gently blow out the flame. Be mindful though that you still have hot wax on here, so keep it upright so we don't drip. And now you can all stand and join us for the last song of the night. Go tell it on the mountain. silent flocks by night behold was born and God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas morn oh go tell it on the mountain 
Let's hear it one more time in the room. Merry Christmas. Oh, that's good yes, to hear. Yes, it's so fun being wow. with you all. Hey, we want to give just a couple quick reminders. One, no in-person services next Sunday. Don't come to church Don't next week. Don't come to church, but join us online for worship where you are. You will not want to miss that. And then come back to service in person. Then come. January 8th for Live This Book. We would love to have you join us for that. And hey, before you leave, Check your phones to see if you are one of the lucky prize winners. You can grab your gift out of the info desk. And one more very important thing for those of you who are here in the room. Don't know if you noticed on your way in, but it is freezing cold, very cold. So for that reason, it's not safe for us to have parking volunteers outside directing you. So you'll be directing yourselves. That means A, be patient, be mindful of the people around you. It might take a little bit. And hey, if you haven't exited our parking lot before, it's actually one way. So you're gonna wanna exit on the west side. It's the opposite of the way that you came in. Once you get out of the parking lot, there will be police officers there to direct you. That's good. We uh, end our services with a benediction, which is a fancy word that means good word. And today's benediction comes from another writer in the Bible, a man named John, who spent three years of his life with Jesus. And he said this, God really loves you and me and us and the whole world so much that he sent Jesus into this world that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone.